I'm Life Coach Sherry Honeycutt, and you're listening to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast. The aim of this podcast is to jolt you out of your velvet rut, to help you stop living by default. It's for those of us who sometimes say, oh, is this as good as it's going to get? Well, I'm here to tell you, no, it doesn't have to be. You can create the life you want with intentional thoughts, deliberate attention to your feelings, and inspired action, you can create the life you've always intended to live. That's what I call living on purpose. And you can learn more and find resources at sherryhoneycut.com. But for today, enjoy this episode and may you be inspired to start today to live your life more on purpose. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited about this particular podcast for some reason. Um, I don't know if you know this, but often I don't sit down and write out in detail word for word what I'm going to say, but I give it a little bit of thought, of course, and I'm pretty excited about this topic. I'm pretty excited to share with you what I've been brewing and stewing and chewing on these last few days, and I hope that you're going to find it helpful. So today I want to talk to you just a little bit about the term spiritual bypassing. I'm curious if you've heard that, spiritual bypassing, or maybe you've heard the term toxic positivity. In my mind, they're sort of related, and I'm just going to share with you my two cents on this and see where we go with it. So to do that, let me give you just a tiny bit of a history um, that sort of informs my current opinion. So many, many years ago, when I was primarily doing motivational speaking, I was coaching a small business and I was doing motivational speaking and I was out there and I was on the platform and hanging out with other speakers and I was just not feeling like I was like most of the other speakers. I felt like I was watched them and everybody was all about, you can do it, you can have it all, you can whatever, you know, leap in the net will appear and don't let anything hold you back and all those things, which I actually really believe a lot of the time, but I didn't believe it all of the time. And so much so that I questioned my own ability to be a speaker. Uh, In fact, I kind of played with it. I thought, well, what if I could be the best pessimistic motivational speaker? Um, You know, is that is that a thing? Can I be that? What what was really happening for me back then was I was really looking at the world through the lens of both light and shadow. And granted, we hire motivational speakers often to come in and talk about the light. So this is nothing dissing the speakers, but I was just feeling this imbalance. Like, I'm not sure that it really serves us to be always talking about just one side of the equation. I saw it as something that was more like the yin and the yang. And But again, it was really hard for me to, to resolve my thoughts about that and to figure out how to show up. And so actually, very often from the platform, I would tell tell really hard stories that I was going through hard stuff, you know, and I would, you know, I would say, oh, there's throw up on my sleeve. And oh, my goodness, I had this hard thing that happened to me. And oh, my gosh, the family. ah, And, and I found that folks really resonated with that. I think there was a bit of a, of a hunger for us to talk about 
all of the whole thing, the whole thing of life. So anyway, there was this imbalance and and I started to notice it more and more and more. Well, I can look back on it and, and historically understand that during the 90s, there was this, this new emergence of what was called positive psychology. It was sort of the evolution of psychology and there was a lot of research around what we humans need and want and how we can live a happier life. That is great stuff, y'all. I was all on board, still am, to understand how we create and cultivate more happiness, more optimism, you know, and really live what I love to talk about, living on purpose and living a life that feeds us and, and, and that we can thrive in. Having said that, that there are times when sometimes we go all or none. We go all the way to one side or all the way over to the other side. And so what began to happen back in those days uh, when I was coaching folks, folks would come in and they would have this, it was almost this new thing I was noticing back in the time, this was in the 90s, they would say, or yeah, 2000s, anyway, they would say, you know, I just feel so guilty. I've created this negative life. I've created this bad thing. I've had these bad thoughts and therefore I've created this negative thing. And I was like, whoa, Nelly, are we that powerful that one or two or three negative thoughts are being stuck in the shadow or having really hard times completely ruins our life? No, but there's was sort of this on a cultural level on a on a 50,000 foot level this this belief that was saying we must be positive all the time. Okay, and and maybe you felt that maybe maybe I'm completely wrong, but this is my observation. And what happened is that we then we skipped over we wanted to go straight to the part where we felt good. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of stories about where I've done that exact thing. I'm going to use myself as an example. So um, last year or so, I was working with my coach, uh, Joy Kingsborough, phenomenal human and phenomenal work I'd done with her. And we were talking about money. And I'm going to get it really transparent here, okay? But we were talking about money and I was talking about uh, when I got really honest that that in my business at the time, I felt like I was showing up and I was putting more of my energy into the business than the amount of money that was coming back to me in exchange. It felt out of alignment. There's little background noises. It's my dog and I'm not going to take it off the podcast because that's just how I roll. Anyway, so there was this disparity in the way I was feeling. And then, but as soon as I put that out of my mouth, I quickly said, oh, but I am so grateful for what I have. And she said, wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. So she made me envision, you know, when when a payment came in or when somebody gave me, uh, when somebody paid me for my service, and I was actually looking at that check. And in this particular instance, there was a there was a, a place where I had discounted something, and I and I could look at this check. And if I were really honest, and this is hard for me to say out loud, if I were really honest, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to me. And at the same time, but I, I wouldn't allow myself to feel that. I went, com- stepped right over as fast as I could to gratitude and so thankful that I could be helpful and some money's better than no money. And, and what I didn't do was stay in that place of my authentic, true feeling. I did a spiritual bypass. 
I didn't, I went because, and because I got to feel better about it. I went straight to gratitude and all the things that I'm supposed to peel. And you can't see me doing little bunny ears right now, little that I was supposed to do and supposed to feel about money because, oh my goodness, what if I don't claim that I'm grateful for what I have? Then it'll all, all of it'll dry up or I'll be a bad person or what kind of motivator and and uh, coach can you be if you can't think positively all the time these were all things that I wasn't really aware of in the moment this is what was going on in my mind I was doing a spiritual bypass I'm going to come back in a moment to what joy uh, kind of taught me what to do back then but I want to give you another story so you have a couple in mind here also, about a year ago, um, I was in a, a rather big accident with a bunch of my friends, and we were all standing on a deck of a restaurant when it collapsed, and we fell 15 or so feet, lumber, wood, metal tables, bloody mess, people are hurt, we don't know who's unconscious, conscious, how badly are people hurt, very, very traumatic experience, okay? I fell flat on my back, I fell straight back, backwards, like the nasty plunge, if you remember that Marshall and landed flat on my back at 15 feet and was very much in pain. Okay, so then we're all going to the hospital and and the good news is everybody left the hospital that evening and and no one was seriously injured. Now my husband broke his knee, couldn't put pressure on his knee for 12 weeks greatly impacted our life. That's a serious injury. But what I mean by serious injury is nobody died. And so I went really quickly to gratitude. I was very blessed. I did not have traumatic um, memories of the actual fall like some of my friends did. And I went and planted my feet firmly in gratitude. And let me tell you, I was grateful. That was a genuine feeling. But I also bypassed some of the other feelings that I had as well. Okay, this is where... I didn't, I didn't allow myself to actually feel the other feelings. And, and it could be argued that maybe some of those didn't come up. It was six months later when finally some of the deeper, harder, what you might label as negative feelings came up later and they kicked me big time, like six months later, just how much this was scary, what we could have lost, and then by six months later, what it had cost us in wear and tear on our bodies and pain, and there was a whole lot of other stuff. So I had once again stuck to the story that I'm just grateful, just grateful, just grateful, and not allowing the space for there to be other feelings. I could tell you story after story of where I've done this with my divorce, but he's a good, you know, but he's a good man and and all those things that are true, but I did not allow myself to feel the feeling. That is what a spiritual bypass is to my opinion, is where we leap over to what not only feels a little bit better, but it's more palatable. It's a more palatable feeling for the world, for the others who are listening or observing us. Gratitude, peace, uh, oh, I'm of service, I'm giving, it's all good, okay? And I, I would even say it's a bit of toxic positivity because if we always go over there, there is a cost to that, okay? So let's go back to my time with Joy. Joy had me thinking about the amount of money that was coming in, and I was not eager 
to say negative things about income that I was making. Can you imagine how how that would land in your heart if you thought that if you were expressed any kind of negative emotion, it would cut off the streams of abundance and cut off the universe and keep, you know, all the goodness from coming to you. Well, that's just bullshit. (laughs) The reality is you can feel what you want to feel. Now, you don't necessarily want to drink, uh, drop anchor in it, and live there forever, but feeling it doesn't necessarily give it more power if if you f- truly feel it. So Joy's, Joy's three phrases that she said, first of all, face it, which I had done with her by naming it, facing it, and then feeling it. Now, really feeling it. This meant sitting with what that feels like to go, oh, I don't feel good in my current situation. I want it to be different. Even even the feelings maybe of envy that other people had it better or frustration, whatever the feeling was, all of those are okay. And only when I could truly feel it could I then do the third thing, which is to free it. Once I felt it, I no longer had to avoid it. No longer had to jump over, bypass it, go to the gratitude to quickly record over any negative thought because I had felt it, I had named it, and then I could free it, faced it, felt it, and freed it. I hope this is making sense to you because what we do, we do this as a culture. We, we, have, we have made being positive the expectation and the and what's been unspoken except it's being spoken by more and more people is that that's not true that's not genuine and the value that comes from looking at what you might call the shadow side the stuff that's not working the darker stuff the more uncomfortable stuff let me tell you all that at least in my experience is where my growth happens My growth, my work happens in the darker places and then it allows or it, it opens up places for the light, for the, for the, for the other stuff to come in, for the insights, for the joy, for the bliss only come, only come because of the work in the darker parts. It doesn't come by spiritually bypassing it. And I can tell you, I have a pretty good sniffer for people who live in a pseudo positive world. Uh, you can meet them and you can just know that what they're doing is really just pretending that it's sunshine bubbles and unicorn farts. They are living there, I'm telling you. And what they're not really doing is is living wholly, W-H-O-L-E-Y. I don't know if you spell it that way, but living whole. They're just compartmentalizing. And there's lots of reasons we do that. It's scary. It's hard. What if I get stuck in the negative? It's not very polite. It's hard for people to manage me or manage that. They don't. They only want to see the positive person. Well, if you have, if you're in a space now where most of the people in your life only want you to show up as positive, then I'm going to invite you. Your invitation is to expand your world. You need to find a place and a time and a, and, a pla- and a place where you can be whole because life is both the yin and the yang. I'm probably overusing that and making people really upset about that, but it is the dark and the light. It is the good, the bad, and the ugly. It is 
It is taking time to say and feel what's really up for you. If something, it's like, it's like somebody gives you a present. Let's say somebody buys me a present and I open it and I can simultaneously say, oh my goodness, that's really not the thing. That's really not the one I wanted. And at the same time, I am so grateful that this person brought me this beautiful present and I feel so loved. You know, they, they didn't, they didn't get the one I wanted. Neither of those exclude the other. They, the light and the dark can exist and it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't need, they, they don't cancel each other out. Okay. So I can be both grateful for work and also want to increase my fees, for example, and and want to move those things on up the ladder. I can be so grateful that we didn't die in that accident of which I am and also have those scary feelings those angry feelings those whatever else comes up it can be both it can be both and that understanding and if you have if you have consumed much of the positive psychology over the last 20 years of which like I said great 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 stuff but if you've consumed a lot of it and have and have taken in the belief that your negative thoughts or your thoughts that are anything less than positive are going to ruin your future I want you to just sit I'm just going to tell you that's a big cup of nope Now, if you lived in that, thoughts do create things, but allowing yourself to sit and explore something negative for moments and really look at it and honor your truth, you're not that powerful. (laughs) I mean, we are that powerful. We are, but it's it's not about not being, uh, not ever having anything that's negative. We do not want a rainbow and sunshines and sparkle world. It's not how it works. So... I invite you to, first of all, be an observer of your own language, of your own ability, your, maybe your own resistance to seeing what's up for you and, uh, or seeing what your feelings are and your thoughts are about a certain situation. Notice if you're shying away from looking at that dark cloud a little bit. Notice if you're trying to always find the positive. Notice if you're putting your finger out like Cinderella and hoping a bird will land on it. And <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But if that's your take all the time, I'm going to invite you to say, okay, wait a minute. What, what else is here? What might be hiding behind the, the sofa that I really need to look like or hiding behind the door that I really need to take a look at? And then you can face it. Then I invite you, your invitation is to really feel those feelings. Journal about it. Talk about it. Sit with a friend. Talk to yourself. Talk to your dog. Say, I really feel ugh, negative, you know, whatever it is, anxious, sad, disappointed, um, worried, whatever it is. And then once you really feel it, really feel it, then if you're done, if you're done with it, free it. Say, I release you. I release you. And now what you will have done, you will have freed up some space, some authentic space within yourself to create more, actually, more of the good stuff you want. You've been listening to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast with me, life coach Sherry Honeycutt. Well, I have a question for you. Is your life so amazing you just have to pinch yourself? Or are you stuck in that velvet rut? Are you living each day kind of by default and you're getting sick of not having or doing or being what you want? 
Well, why don't you hop on a consult with me to learn how coaching will help you, how coaching will transform you. I guarantee you will gain clarity and you'll feel better just from the gall. You'll find a link in the show notes or you can connect with me at sherryhoneycutt.com. But don't spend another day in that velvet rut. Just don't do it. Remember, you will not accidentally create the life you want. It just doesn't happen that way. It will happen when you live on purpose. I can't wait to hear from you.